It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books. If we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that listeners, if you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of romaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are listening now to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you are watching right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe and share button with me so you'll be in the know of all the latest that is coming up on YouTube, such as this wonderful guest that I have on here. Michigan fans love him. Ohio State fans really love him. Uh, he is a huge fan of Michigan. I feel like that he is a Michigan insider for all the details. If you're following him on his social media platforms, uh, all things Detroit uh, sports, as well as the Pistons, Tigers. He is an amazing father, amazing friend. If you follow him on his amazing adventures, and I know I keep saying amazing a lot, but it is because that's just he, that's who he is. Nate Lewis, welcome thank to the Heard That you. Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Of course, we got it. You know, before we go and talk about all things Michigan and your feeling about this team and Harbaugh and all that, of course, we got to go into some breaking news, which is the AP poll just came out. 
And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we had a lot of upsets happen yesterday. Um, and I want to get your thought on it where, you know, looking at this poll, of course, we got Alabama at number one, Georgia, number two, Oregon at number three and Penn State, number four and Iowa rounding out the top five. Pretty much everybody in the top 10, with the exception of Florida, has one loss, but everybody else is, is undefeated. Then you have us. We went from number 19 to number 14 currently right now. And then now our next opponent is Wisconsin, who uh, dropped out of the top 25 with a one-sided, lopsided loss to uh, Notre Dame. And then Sparty sitting at number 17 with their overtime win yesterday uh, against um, Nebraska with Nebraska basically just handed them the game, in my opinion. Um, but of course, the AP wants to hold on and just hold on to the golden child of Clemson and keep them at 25. Um, so I didn't know if you took a look at the uh, the poll itself, but uh, share your thoughts about some teams that you feel that are overrated, underrated. Did they get it right? Uh, I don't understand why Clemson is still there. <laughs> they haven't they haven't performed at all this year, and, and you let a a, a trash and and that's to be fair, and that, that's saying that lightly, a trash Florida State team take you to the brink. Mm -hmm. And you're still there. And you after you took a loss to NC State, it's not they're not even ranked. I, I don't understand the love affair with with uh Clemson, but they try to keep they're gonna find ways to keep them in here. Just like like Alabama, they 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 the only team I know that can lose late in the season mm -hmm. and still make the playoffs no matter what. You know they can lose so, and they drop and they can drop like two spots. So they'll be number that's, one. That's, they'll that's lose. If they drop two spots. Yeah. <laughs> you know if, what I'm saying? They keep them. And to me, if you lose late, you should be out of it. You oh, know, yeah. But Agreed. It's Alabama, and they have a love affair for Alabama, and they're going to do what they got to do to keep them in there. Mm -hmm. So give me, give me your thoughts about – so we're going to – you know, Michigan's on the road this week, coming in this weekend, and they're playing now an officially unranked Wisconsin team. We're moved up to number from 19 to 14. Do you feel – uh, that is kind of like set up for failure. I mean, because looking at the line and the and the the uh, wager, pretty much of points, Michigan is the underdog going into Wisconsin, having beat that team at Wisconsin, I believe, going on 15 years. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I've and I've been in that stadium a couple times, and we never had no luck. It's almost like us playing in Iowa. Mm -hmm. I remember back in like 2016 when we went in undefeated, and you know, some about Kinnick Stadium. It's has got a, like a, we got a curse when we go in there. Anything that can go wrong goes wrong. Even mm -hmm. goes back to like when uh when we had Junior Hemingway and he caught the ball in the end zone and they rooted a no catch. Yeah. We go back to 2016. You know, it was a tight game. I figured we would play them tight in the half. They would play us tight and then come out in the second half and then we'll start pulling away and posing our wheel. Mm -hmm. Soon as the kick off, boom, fumble. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, but. Uh, we got to somehow break through at Camp Randall. Hey, it's got to happen. It's like we, like you said, we haven't won there in 15 years. Wisconsin is still Wisconsin, even though they're they're not ranked and they just got knocked out the polls. Mm -hmm. They're still Wisconsin. They're 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 still going to try to impose their will. They're going to try to run a ball down our throat. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not. You know, I they're, I don't think their quarterback is good. They don't have a passing threat, mm -hmm. but uh, they will run the ball. They still got the six 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 five six four. 300, 310 plus boys on the line. They're mm -hmm. gonna try to bully. They're gonna try to bully ballers. They're gonna. This Wisconsin. That's what they're gonna do. So, but uh, I think with the new defensive scheme, you know, if we clean some things up, 
to get off our blocks and get to the ball. They don't have the star like Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon's that they used they they're used right. to having. They don't right. have that that breakaway running back, and they don't have a Quentin Cephas out there to make the acrobatic quick catches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a quarterback, he's just not accurate. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> once again, it's Cam Randall. He's still Wisconsin. You're he right. still has not beat him there. And like you said, 15 years, and that's ridiculous to me. But uh, I like our chances going in because, mm-hmm. I mean, they lost. And, I mean, Notre Dame, to me, is still not good. They don't have a good front four. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we need to get in there. We got to mix some things up. We got to get that passing game together. We, it, it's got to happen. I think like, this last game we left, 14 points on the board. That can't happen. Now. Yes, I agree. You know I agree. 14, so at least 14 to 17 points we left on the board. Um, when, when you, yeah, when you look at the past four games, um, well, one stat being that we haven't trailed, you know, our guys haven't trailed in any of the four starts since 1973. Shout out to everybody born in the year of 1973. Holla at you, girl. Great year. Um, and which is fine and everything else, but it had to be frustrating when you're watching this game and the load of talent. I mean, Hassan Haskins, great running. Uh, Blake mm-hmm. Corum, great running, but over and over mm-hmm. again, it's like wash, rinse, repeat. We're playing, they're running the same exact play over and over again. And I like the tweet that you put out this morning. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I appreciate following you because you're basically gonna gonna tell it like it is, and you you're oh, you know classified. You're basically classified as Mister One Hundred. So yeah, I, I I I love my team. I love my yeah. team to death, but. I'm going to critique them still. It's going to be yeah. fair criticism. I try to be fair in my criticism, and I will not bash players. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm not going to do that because <clears throat> their father, their mothers and fathers and their family and loved ones, they're watch- they're, they, they see what we're saying as yeah. well as the players. So I try to keep it respectful, but I'm fair in my criticism that I, I that, you know, everybody's, nobody's above uh, criticism. They're not. Mm-hmm. Even I myself. Think- let me, let me read this for everybody that's watching and listening. Cause I think that I agree with you on this and you got a lot of love for what you said. I mean, people had to like take a pause and realize, yeah, he's being truthful right here. After looking at the game this morning, this offense is looking more and more like the offense Jim ran in San Francisco with Kaepernick, same pistol offense. If you don't believe me, go back and look at the tape. Don't need to look at the tape. Cause it, you, that is hundred <laughs> percent accurate. <laughs> even though I did go back and look at the tape and I'm going, that is so true. And even going to back to the days of when he coached at Stanford, mm-hmm. same exact mm-hmm. thing. And I'm just going, mm-hmm. when do you mix it up? When do you spice it up? When do you realize, okay, some of the time it's going to work, but not every play we're doing this over and over again. If, if you got the right quarterback in that system, we become super dangerous, but K doesn't have, the, the, the legs for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a few times that I seen that we actually ran the ball up the, uh, up the middle that mm-hmm. the end was just crashing hard. And it's like, why is he not keeping the ball? Is it the design read? Or is it, or is it just a straight give and go? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Again, you know, if he would have pulled that sometimes, he had at least five to seven or eight yards of green grass in front because the end is like, are we actually reading the ends or is it just a design run? Mm-hmm. And that's if you go back and look at the tapes, even if you look at Baltimore, you look at the, the game right now where Baltimore is playing Detroit, they're running that exact same offense. Mm-hmm. Clap, turn, give, 
it's the same thing, but the only thing back in, with the 49ers where you ran it is you had somebody with deadly legs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you had to you had to respect Kaepernick and just like you got to respect Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's the same type of offense. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand how people don't see it. All right. you got to do, like I said, all you got to do is go back and look at the tapes. It's the same type of style of offense mm-hmm. with a couple variations here and there maybe, but it's the same stuff. And we just have two-headed monsters mm-hmm. that, that with, with, with our Haskins and Cornham that we can we can pull it off. If we had a quarterback that that, that can um actually run, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we had uh you know Haskins and Quorum, like you said, but we had the speed of shoelace. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I thought about that after re-watching the game when I got home from work at 2 a.m. in the morning, and I'm just like going, that kind of there was just so many missed opportunities in the second half. Like what happened? And immediately mm-hmm. I thought of Denard Robinson. I'm like, boy, if mm-hmm. if Cade would have had that kind of Denard Robinson speed, mm-hmm. easily. You, you, you have to respect the run. And then not only that, you can run so many pass options off that because everybody's going to get sucked into the run. And then next thing you know, boom, 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 you pass in. Like, like yesterday, they, they ran cover two with two highs. Mm-hmm. They disguised it as a cover, a cover two with two yeah. highs. Yeah. But at the snap, they ran the safety down into the box. If you play action that, the tight ends are wide open. That middle of the field behind them is wide open. And why and we we were we were doing that in the beginning when we we hit uh Eric Hall a mm-hmm. couple times. Yeah. We was wide open. He turned around and it was like green grass. And we never went back to those plays when we had Roman Wilson and Junior Hemingway coming across. Mm-hmm. Them type of plays that we needed to do. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a too high because I think people was trying to um, they looked at the Washington tape. Mm-hmm. And they tried to mimic what Washington was doing, but trying to stop the run at the same time. So mm-hmm. they came out with a with a too high look. But after snap, they run that one safety down and they was running cover three. Right. You know, and then we if you have heat coming like that, them tight ends and running backs are gonna be wide open because there's nobody out there to guard them. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you use like somebody like Eric Ball to come back behind those man, that it, it's wide open. Mm-hmm. But we kept trying to force in the middle. And then it wasn't to the end of the game when we ran Blake Cordham to the outside. It's like, it's wide open. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's just like, you have that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to let the coaches coach because that's what they're in a position to do. That's what they're getting paid to do. But Mm -hmm. some of those calls was just head scratchers to me because I'm going, okay, it worked effectively well in the first first half. Cade was throwing, looked amazing, 164 yards. I don't know if they was like the Benadryl at halftime or something, but it was just like nil. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what team came out in the second half, but it wasn't yeah. that same team in the first. And then another head scratcher is we had one first half. I mean, uh, one first down. Yeah. In the second half, and the other first down came on a penalty. That's unacceptable. We can't go into Cam Randall with that. Mm-hmm. You go into Cam Randall with that man, and we gonna get ran up out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean. People, uh, now I'm going to give um, Rutgers some credit. They're a scrappy team, you know what I'm saying? But we should have been ahead of them more than we was, and we let them back in the game. Yeah, you can't give teams like that any type of momentum, and that's how you end up being in close games. Mm-hmm. And then, our, you know, and the people say, well, the defense, well, the defense was out there the whole second half. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you the the, the 2000 Ravens, uh, you know, or, or the 85 Bears, if you out there, all game, you're going to give up plays. You're going to give up plays. You're tired. 
I mean, I feel that they're doing a good rotation with the uh, with the linemen and stuff like that. But you mm-hmm. know, you can't be out there the whole game, man. Your your the offense job is to protect the defense, right? You know what I'm saying? And we didn't protect the defense at all in the second half. I and agree. Just so lucky that we was able to make a big play at the end to preserve the win. Mm-hmm. But hey, <laughs> we was one play away from going into overtime. Mm-hmm. Agreed, you know? and that was like nerve wracking. But I think I want to expand on that a little bit because is you know Harbaugh's had this team for seven seasons, and then before him was Hogue. Mm-hmm. And I think the the thing that we keep seeing a trend on is that the quarterbacks that are selected to be starters they sound great. They sound like they're going to be amazing. They, mm-hmm. you know, they get hyped up and, you know, we see the numbers and they're four-star athletes or three-star or whatever. And they come in. What is it with Michigan when week by week, us as fans and, and people that are watching this team, we just get so nervous about the QB that we don't have that, oh, yeah, this QB is going to go in and just kill it and they're going to own the game and they're going to throw their passes and they're going to be complete and they can run and they got legs and they're making the smart plays. But we're, I mean, every single year, and I don't know if you feel this way too, where I'm just like going, okay, here's Wilton Spade. Here's, you know, Shoelace. Here's, you know, Kate Cunningham. Here's Joe Milton for the beginning of, you know, COVID year. But then he just fell off the radar and now transferred uh, to, I think, was it now Tennessee? And just, you know, I just, why is it that particular position, I feel, why is it that we just get nervous every single time when it comes out to the QB that we're not getting that QB on a consistent basis. And I hate comparing it to an Ohio state where they've had pretty much their QB dominance every single season. It's uh to me, I think that's, that's been our Achilles heel is the quarterback position. And to me, we've only had really one good quarterback to me that was efficient through the, the, the Jim Harbaugh era, and that was and that was Jake Rudolph. Mm-hmm. You know, Shea was Shea was good too, but he, he was just inconsistencies. You know what I'm saying? And I think he was too short. You know what I'm saying for the offense, and he came in. We was trying to transition and ever, and I feel, and I think he just didn't have the arm strength too to, to, to make the big throws, and he left a lot of points on the on the board. It was mm-hmm. either one thing he's either on or he was off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I, I go back to the Penn State game uh, when we was trying to make the quarterback, uh, I mean, make the comeback. He was on that game, but then our receivers weren't catching the ball. Yeah. So we've just been plagued with that quarterback position. And I think we've never really developed our own quarterback that we recruited. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think now that they, that, that now we got a new staff and there, you know, I think the evaluation is getting a lot better at the quarterback mm-hmm. position and what, as well as other positions too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go back and look like Joe Milton, I, even I had high hopes for him, big arm, this, this, and that, but he's had the same issues since high school that he has now. And that's accuracy. He has mm-hmm. the arm talent, no question. But if you look back, at his, his stats, he would never was over 50% completion, completion rate in high school. Mm-hmm. That's when you're supposed to be lighting it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I figured with a little good bit of coaching or whatever, coaching up, he'd come in, we can develop him. Well, been here four or five years. And the same problems persist. I think he relied on his arm strength too much and thought he could just out throw defenses. And you can't, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta have some accuracy. He left. 
he's another one that left a ton of points for more. And then he transferred, goes down to Tennessee, and the same things persist. You cannot overthrow pitch and catch balls. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You know, it's like you got to play catch. I don't know if he just don't have any um, – he, he, I don't think he realized how strong his arm is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and he shows, you know, so you transfer where you thought it would be a better situation. And I was rooting for him, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want you no ill will on him, but the same issue. Now he's benched down there. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, they're going to put it on the energy, uh, injury, but it was only a matter of time before they before they pulled him, you know? And uh, and now with Cade, you got to remember, Cade at one time was our third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he was behind Joe and behind Dylan and, and so on and so forth. So he was our third string. He was virtually not ever to see the field in Michigan. Right. You know, he, he goes up and has a miraculous comeback against Rutgers, you know, when Joe went down mm-hmm. and then Dylan was transferring. And then, you know, that 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 that's part of this comeback. But it seems like to me he's not comfortable in that in that in that pocket. Mm-hmm. Jittery. He's throwing off his back foot. He's not stepping into his throws. And I think once he gets off into a bad start or whatever, or not, he gets into his head, it becomes mental, mm-hmm. and he starts throwing balls in the dirt or, or whatever. But I, I, I just don't know. We just never have developed our own quarterback. I think that changes with J.J. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude's got the boxy. He's got the uh, he's got the arms, man. Like the it's evident when with the, the throw he did, he threw across his body, and the ball traveled 50 yards almost over against Western Michigan. He did it with boys, came out, rolled out stiff arm. You know the dude got the arms to make throws, but do we throw him to the wolves right now? Do right. do we start him at Cam Randall? You know what I'm saying? You know, but that's a, that's that that's a hostile environment to, mm-hmm. to have your first start at. But in the same sense, this is what you're here for. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get you're gonna have to catch the heat at some point. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to play in the heat, you know. So I don't know. It's just either I, I, I get K one more game. And it, and if he don't pull it out, then the decisions has got to be made. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, I know they're not gonna make him, but he just don't feel comfortable back there and he's just not making the throws. Like that last um Throw before halftime. Right, right. <laughs> he had two He's, people wide two open. Two people wide open. Yes, he, he did. Two people wide open. And how do you overthrow that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, and some of that to me was clock management too. We shouldn't have never ran it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it, it, it ran some time off the clock. And I think we just try to impose our will, but we could have, we should have had three, three cracks headed at the end zone. You know, I don't know why we don't go to an Eric Hall early. That's six five, almost two hundred and fifty pounds. You know, mm-hmm. he's a nightmare matchup. Mm-hmm. I you just know, feel I don't I don't know if Kate is going to be involved in the, unless he has a monstrous game and he proves me wrong and he proves a lot of people wrong, which I hope he does. Mm-hmm. I just got a feeling somehow we're going to see a JJ sighting at Camp Randall uh, sooner sooner than later in, in where yeah. we are going to get ourselves in. Gosh, I hate saying this. We're going to get ourselves in not a deep hole, but a hole enough to where it's going to have to be a change and JJ's going to have to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's, 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 it's somebody you have to let the pit bull off the leash. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You brought him here. If he's good enough to be on the team and he's good enough to be here, he's good enough to get out there and play. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it's just something, something's got to change. Like you said, he, he's got to have a monster game to prove it wrong or change is going to have to be made. You know, mm-hmm. don't worry about hurt feelings. It's business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we're in the business of winning. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't care about your feelings if we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're not winning. Put the best players on the field, period. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't care if it's an eighth grader. If the eighth grader is the best player, put him out there. Put your best 11 out there. You know, so you can't worry about what the alumni say or the fans are saying or whatever. You got to put your best 11 out there. And if your best 11 is a freshman, you got to play him out there. Mm-hmm. That's going to adapt to the plays. It's going to make smart plays, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and go and not scared about, you know, a hostile environment because Camp Randall's going to be loud. It's going to be turned up. Absolutely. But they are going to be, they have to be the representation of those leaders on the field and represent why mm-hmm. you are 4 and 0 at this point. You got rattled mm-hmm. by the Rutgers. Now mm-hmm. you're going to, you have this whole entire week to prepare. Let's see what you're going to do. You exactly. have been, you've been to so many games uh, throughout mm-hmm. your lifespan. I know you have. Um, yeah. Take me back to when your, your first obsession, your first love of Michigan started. I would have to say back in the elementary school, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I didn't even know who Michigan was at the point, but I always loved football. And then, you know, my dad watching football, you know, come weekends, that's we watching football. And every time I turned on the TV, Michigan was always playing. And I was like, man, those some cool helmets and stuff like that. And that's where it basically started. And I just started watching them every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just went from there. I just, it just became an obsession. And I just been a Michigan fan ever since. Nobody has ever stirred me towards because if, if it was up to my dad, I'd be an Alabama fan. My dad's from Alabama, <laughs> <laughs> you know, born and raised, and he moved up here, you know, for a better job opportunities or whatever, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if it was up to him, I'd be an Alabama fan. But I, Michigan was on TV every Saturday, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's where my obsession came, man. And, then it, and the love and the, the love affair grew from there. It was pretty much love at first sight. And then, uh, you know, I backed when, uh, was it Demetrius Brown and, and uh, uh, Michael Taylor, Jim Harbaugh, and all them were the quarterbacks back way back when. Yeah. You know, so, you know, he goes way back, and I've just been following him ever since. Oh, my gosh, that's good. So, take me back to – yeah, I know you got so many of them, and I know people have probably have asked you, so I'm just going to go along with the flow. Like, what is your fondest Michigan – going to a Michigan game, what is your fondest memory of, of going to one? Well. First of all, when we beat Ohio State <laughs> in, uh, what was that, 2011? Yes. And people say, oh, Luke Fickle, it don't matter. I it said, don't matter. Oh, it, don't, it doesn't, thank you. <laughs> thank you. The, Talk to the people and tell them it does not matter who was coaching <laughs> yeah, that yeah. game, period. Yeah, yeah I see the uh, Ohio State victory in Michigan Stadium, so mm-hmm. that has to be tops for me. Mm-hmm. You, know, and, uh, you know, the most devastating has to be uh, – <laughs> The buff, the 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 muff punt. <laughs> that uh, oh like, yeah, uh, that's that's probably my most miserable and unbelievable memory in that stadium ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, you got you got the Michigan State fans. They sit right. They was right, right there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah. I'm the amount of calls that I got that day from Sparty oh, fans. God. Oh my oh, god! I was, I was so this much, close yeah. to going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so much trash before that play. Like, yeah, you know, we, you know, we about to pizza, you know, woo, 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 woo. 
you know, the, the you know, the, the tide has finally turned. And mm-hmm. That what happens. I'm like, I stood there for at least five minutes. Like, you have. I looked at my boy. We looked at each other. I'm looking out. I'm looking for a flag. I'm looking for something. And I just see their players all rush the field. The fans next to us is going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Okay, you said that's your most devastating. Would you put that above our devastating loss to App State? I wasn't at that game, thank God. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> I wasn't at that game. But, yeah, I, I definitely put it up there. But, you know, at least it was a blocked field. Yeah, that's devastating because they were such a, a lowly ranked in the FSB school. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'll take I'll take the Michigan State because it's a rival. App State ain't no rival. And we, if we play that game 10 times, the next 10 times, we beat them 10 out of 10 times. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but to lose to a rival in that fashion, mm-hmm. you know, when he was whooping them the whole game, mm-hmm. come down to the last seconds, all we got to do, even if he just catches the ball and take us, take a loss, we still right. win that game. Right. Out, you know what I'm saying? And then uh and what a lot of people don't know too is we didn't have max protection. It mm-hmm. was somebody sitting blanked out. If he catches that ball and just tosses it to him, that dude walks into the end zone. Right. Came over anyway, you know, but but mm-hmm. to muff that punt and fair, I don't know what Blake O'Neill was thinking for trying to even kick it when all the people was coming at him. It's just right. Uh, at that moment in time, it is it, I remember that. Precisely because I was yeah. in, we were all watching the game. I had some Michigan fans that I was attending to uh, at a restaurant because I was a manager at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was working in Columbus, Ohio. Oh of course, my God. all the rest of the other side of the restaurant, you hear them all cheering. And then the people <laughs> that I'm with, we're just like mad devastated. And I had a server come around the corner and I said, you say anything to me, I will fire you on the spot. Don't you say <laughs> I'm like, you better turn around. You better go give your table some refills. Don't you come at me and make fun of my oh my when being When being a boss comes into play. <laughs> yes, exactly. I had to pull that card. I never pulled that card, but I had to pull that card that day. Yeah. When you definitely. when you look at this team and you look at the seven years that Harbaugh has has done and so far has not mm-hmm. beaten obviously Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he goes and we end up doing very phenomenal the rest of this season, then we get down to where we play Ohio State and unfortunately take an L. Fans are funny on on Twitter. I tell you what, and you've seen it where, you know, one day they're up, next day they're down, fire everybody, hire everybody, give everybody a raise, start this person, that person, all that. And they're just absolutely funny. Like Michigan Twitter is the most bipolar, up and down, like the stock market fan base I've ever seen. And I'm sure that you agree with that as well. Oh, absolutely. They, absolutely. Go, they go and they win every single game. Unfortunately, take another L, you know, another L in Jim Harbaugh season. Do you see the season as a failure? If we don't beat Ohio State, it's always a failure if you don't beat Ohio State. I mean, in my opinion, it's always a failure if you don't beat Ohio State because we can go 0 and 11. Mm-hmm. If we beat Ohio State, everything's forgiven. <laughs> everything right. is forgiven. But uh, yeah, this year I think we have a legit shot. 
mm-hmm. you know, because because uh, I feel that there's a lot of things going down there in Columbus. I don't know what, but they do not look like the Ohio State in previous years. Mm-hmm. But I've seen this story before where they have not looked good throughout the season or even the game before. Mm-hmm. And then when they play us, they look like an all-American team. Right. You know, we can go back to 2016, which was probably that that law that law still <laughs> leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Still. <laughs> sour still. we were whooping them the whole game. And I feel like if we don't fumble that ball at the one-yard line, that game is over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Crowd is out the game. The players is out the game. We walk up out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like towards the end, we played not to lose. You know, we got too conservative instead of doing what we was doing the whole game. Mm-hmm. And then we put it in our defense hands because we had a great defense that year to win the game for us instead of just putting our foot on their neck and then keep and just keep going and pounding them and pounding them and pounding them. And then, uh, well, 2018, I want to say, mm-hmm. where where we where I thought this was our best time to beat them. And then they must oh, the revenge tour. Yeah, the revenge <laughs> tour. And I bought one of those shirts too, and a shirt and hoodie, which I would never you wear. You did? Again. Oh, yeah, I bought it to the hype. I bought it to the hype. I bought it tonight. I figured we pull this off, man. These shirts are gonna be magical. But uh, yeah, I bought into the hype. I would never do that again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I felt I liked our chances that year. And then uh, like true to fashion, we play Indiana before we play them. They expose our 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 our, our, our defense for what it was at the time under Don Brown. Mm-hmm. Crossing routes, the rub routes, take our linebacker out, run them boys across the middle with better athletes. And off to the races. Right. Never in a million years would I have thought they put up 62 points on us. Never. 62 Never. points on our great defense. And that just like, at that moment, I was like, Tom Brown got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at that moment, like, he has got to go. And because he, he would not make no adjustments, he stayed stubborn, and they kept lighting us up. And I was like, you, wow. Wow. Hey, and, and, and imagine me having to go to work that next, you know, on Monday. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I was just, I, I, was, I was at a loss of words for that. Mm-hmm. I, I would have never in a million years expected us to go out like that. And, and, that, and that's my case in point when it comes time to play Ohio State. It's just, it, they, they, it, it gets turned to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't take how they're playing now and equate that to us beating them later on in the season because they usually get better as the season goes. Right. So, and it's still early. It's still early. So, and they still got some athletes down there. So, it's just, I'm just, so I'm just taking things that game at a time because, you know, we, we, we got a new defense. We got a young defense. Got a young team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're trying to get the players to fit our scheme. And uh, it's going to take some time. So, but I like the direction we're going in. I, I I will give them. Yeah, that. I was gonna I was gonna ask you that next. I I do too because I feel that the the coaches that were and the coaches that are present now, for some reason, and you're there most of the time because you can see it, you see it live, and then I'll be there in the next several weeks when we play uh, Northwestern. Okay. When 
you look at the, the vibe, and I'm looking at this on television, when you look at the vibe on the sideline and you're looking at the players and how they are, that's the first time in a long time, going back mm -hmm. to the first game of this season, I'm mm -hmm. seeing the coaches and the players in sync. Like body language tells a story and that body language on the sideline, even if they have their struggles or missed opportunities or everything else, Mm -hmm. Those players are dialed in. And that's the first time I have seen that in a while. What's your thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Well, I think in the past, we had a few cancers in the locker room. Mm -hmm. I know who they are. I'm just not going to say who, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But uh, we had a few cancers in the locker room that was, you know, their energy and their vibe was affecting the whole vibe of the team. And, and I felt like with the coaching staff, that a lot of players didn't vibe with the, the old staff that they had in place. Right. And uh, I like how he got younger and he got coaches that can relate to these kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's important. You know, that old school style of coaching, that's, that shit is out the door. It don't work. No it's done with. It's done. It's done with. The way I came up playing the game, where the coaches are up in your face, you know, to motivate you. These kids are not like that. They're, they're they're not cut from that different cloth. They get motivated differently, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I like how we got younger and we got coaches that can relate to these kids. And again, in return, the kids are responding to the coaching. Mm -hmm. You can see it on the sidelines. You can see it within the team. You know, it's like they're they're together. They're, they're they love each other and they love playing for each other and they run through a wall for each other. And, it's, and you can see the energy on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Everybody is for one common goal and that's team you know what i'm saying and, and and you can't ask for a better nucleus than that and and i credit that to, to the coaching staff mm -hmm. kids you know you know they, you know they're playing music at, at, at the practices and stuff you know it's a give take situation you got to give the kids what they like and in return they got to accept the coaching you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so when you get those two together and, and, and the kids like the coaching they'll run through a wall for you. If they don't like you, they're just out there just going through the motions and they're not going to respond or, or you're not going to be able to motivate them because it's like, oh, here we go again, this and this. But it, 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 not saying that all the players should like, you know, the coaches should, you know, players should like the coaches or whatever, whatnot. But if they can respond, it, you got to be a give-take situation. You got to give a little to get a little. Yeah. So, if it, so if you give a little in, in order to get the response from the kids, that, that 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 changes the game. It changes it. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I'm loving the direction. They went younger, and, you know, and and, and, and the energy is there, the vibe is there, mm -hmm. and, the, and the kids are responding to it. And you know, they you know they make mistakes, and they're not getting down on themselves. You know, they're they're being coached up. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's so, that's key right there. They're being coached yeah. up. Yes. Yeah. And, and and another interesting fact that that uh people ain't paying attention to, we haven't turned the ball over. That part. We haven't turned the ball over. When is the last time that's happened? <laughs> right. You know, you know, it's been a while, so we've been more careful with the ball, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, the, the, the defense, I like the direction we're going into the defense. Mm -hmm. We're not being as predictable. They're getting a nice rotation in. And I'm liking what I'm seeing out of some of these young players. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people is paying attention, but uh, Chris Jenkins, yes, to play more. Yes, he does. Tearing off the ball, he's getting off his blocks. Mm -hmm. He needs more playing time. 
Aiden, Hutch Aiden Hutchinson better start making some room for some hardware because he hmm. better be getting the recognition as far as awards because that that kid is outstanding. Yeah, he's, that is he's, outstanding. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's playing with a high motor on and, I, and yes. I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. He's, he's becoming unblockable. He's mm -hmm. averaging what a sack a game now. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I can see he can tweak, he can add a few more moves to his arsenal, which he, which he has done. But you know what I'm saying? As we get into the the the, um, the meat of the schedule, you're gonna have some bigger, stronger, and smarter tackles and tight ends that we're going up. So mm -hmm. then he's gonna get chipped more, and he's gonna get doubled more. So what can you you know? I would like to see him counter some of those things. And I think he will, you know. I know him and his past sit down and they break down for him. He comes from a good pedigree. So um, I, I think he plays good, great attention to detail and he, he he's all about improving and getting better. Uh, David Ojabo, I liked him. Mm -hmm. That kid got great then. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing and that uh, Ross is playing good. And uh, I don't know what his injury, exact injury. I think I'm hearing he had a little stinger. He did. Okay, yeah. so, mm -hmm. so he came out, but uh, he's been playing good, filling the gaps. Nikhil Harry Green's playing good. Mm -hmm. uh, I like what I see out of Junior Colton, big kid, fast kid, still young, a little raw. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes he can he's quick for his size. That's yeah. what would impress me. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he 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 loves the contact. He loves filling the gaps. Um, but he he's young. And uh, I think he can clean up some things, parts being too aggressive. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I like it. I, if you're going to make a mistake, make a hard mistake. Make yeah. it an aggressive mistake. But the future looks good with him. I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing with him. And, uh, you know, who else? Uh, who else I'm thinking about? Um, yeah, Kale Mulligan. Mm -hmm. I like him. He's a, he's a huge kid. And uh, I, think, I think we're better at linebacker than, than I anticipated us to be. So uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of our linebackers. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I think we're better improved on, on the outside. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, last year when we got beat, we got mm -hmm. beat. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This time when they're going deep, at least the corners are still in their hip pockets. You know what I'm saying? They're playing right. with better technique. And uh, so I think we got a lot better on that thing, and they're not giving up the big plays. Mm -hmm. There's been a few times where, the receiver just made a, bit, a, a a great catch. It was great defense, but it was just a better catch. That happens. That's football. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I can live with that. I can live with that versus just being flat, burnt, and toast. You know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. barbecue chicken out there on the ends. And, you know, of course, Daxton Hill is Daxton Hill. What I love is he's not blockable. When they try to throw those bubble screens out there, he shares those blocks. Boom, right in there on, on the tackle. You know, I love that kid. And, so and then one time he missed he missed a, a sack that he should have had. Mm -hmm. And you know, Rutgers quarterback, he was deceivingly quick and, and shifty. So I, I gotta give that kid a lot of credit. You know, he, he made us miss a lot. But uh I'm liking what I'm seeing out of the defense. It's just we can't be out there too long. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, you know, we can't have them out there a whole half. We need we need to we need to we need to, we need to, uh, the drives on offense. We can't have these consistent three and outs. We had four of them in a row, and that was just so uncharacteristic yeah, that, and just that's like, draining. yeah, that's draining. That that mm -hmm. would kill a defense in the heart. And you saw the defense; they were just standing there and they had their hands on their hips, so they were just like, "Did we just come off the field?" And now we got to go back yeah, on, yeah, and so yeah. we got we got to yeah. we got to fix that for sure. We got to so fix that if, for sure. If, if we're gonna have a bad game on defense, 
that was the perfect time to have it to get it out the way because now mm-hmm. we're getting into we're going into the gauntlet now. Yeah. Next two road games at Wisconsin and then at Nebraska. Nebraska looked impressive, except they were making silly errors against uh, Michigan State. So we definitely got to be on there, which I can easily see possibly with us being a 5-0-1 or 6-0 if we play our game smart and make the adjustments like they're supposed to. And Mm -hmm. Kate has got to be Kate or JJ is going to come in and just take it and just run with it, which I think he will. But, you know, Kate had said at the post uh, press conference yesterday that uh, he's got to handle the ball better and do better decision making, which, you know, you say it, but now we need to see it. Yeah, we need, we need, we need, we need action. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's like, it's like the, you being in a relationship and you're going to keep telling the girl, you're going to take her out, you're going to do better, you're going to do better, and you don't do better, eventually she's going she's gonna to leave you. <laughs> and that's drop, where we're at. You know drop saying? that gem. You know? That gem right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right there. You I know, like that. Know? And I like the energy that's going not only with our football team, but also our basketball team. Juwan Howard coming in and making a statement. And I admitted it and I sent him a tweet and I was surprised he responded. And it was started with the words, I'm sorry, I doubted you. Because I I did. I slightly did. I slightly did. Not because of, here's the thing, not because of experience, not because of head coaching experience, because we've seen, and you you watch sports, um, you know, all of your life as well as I have, where mm-hmm. we've seen first-time head coaches come in mm-hmm. and complete, completely take a program and turn mm-hmm. it all the way around and, all, you know, and got people eating crow. I was one of the ones eating crow with Frank's Red Hot when it came to Joan Howard. I knew, what? I knew, <laughs> I knew, you know, and I was like, okay, he's going to do decently well with the people mm-hmm. that we have. But he, he blew me away of what he did with this program for one reason, one reason only. Every single one of his players, mm-hmm. all of them dialed in. All of them dialed into what he was saying. All of his coaches that he put in, and shout out to Sadi. Sadi's from my hometown, Lansing, Michigan. Sadi, Coach Washington. Uh, Phil Martell is on the staff, and, as well as o- other coaches. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why in the world, and, and I, I will never doubt this man again and never doubt it. I mean, I bought a bobblehead. I bought a Jawan Howard, Coach Howard t-shirt, everything. I'm, I'm dialed in now more than ever. What this man has brought back to the program is excitement. Uh, he has brought back, um, I believe, I think for me, he's brought back excitement, but he's also brought back the fun of Michigan basketball. Um, and as you and I just <laughs> talked about the vibe of the players dialed into the coaches, this basketball team, I'm ready for basketball to start now uh, because of what he has done. And this is now going his second season, third season. Is it third now that he's going? Third. His third season. And just an incredible run that he has done Mm. with this this, uh, basketball team. What is it, once his name was announced, because you you were all in more so than I was, when his name was announced that he was being the head coach, what was your first impression of him? And has he lived up to the expectations that you have seen so far in the two soon-to-be three seasons? Before I get into that, I got a question for you. Yes. Uh, why the doubt? Oh my gosh. The doubt that I had is because I'm like, okay, players that were former players now turned into coaches and mm-hmm. they're coming back to their alma mater. I just mm-hmm. had that little doubt in the back of my head. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I, I, I did. I, I admit it. I admit it on this show. I admit it on the program. I also admitted it on Twitter and everybody was like going, how in the world did you, you know, this is Jawan Howard. He loves his school. He loves it. 
I get that. I get that all day long. I do. But <laughs> something about you coming back to your alma mater, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. We got the name brand. I mean, we saw Jim Harbaugh. You come back to Michigan, and you know, we still can't beat Ohio State and everything else. So I'm like going, all right, well, let's see what Juwan can do and everything else. It, it was before the first game started. I was like, oh, all right, you know, he's our coach. Let me respect him. Let me give him that credit where credit's due. He's here. He got hired in. I saw the press conference. I took that morning off, you know, to chat with some people and everything else. And they're like, he's going to prove you wrong, Marisa. Just wait and see. It's going to happen. All right, I'm in. I mean, I'm, you know, he'll change my mind, everything else. But I regret that I had that doubt. I really, really do. I regret that I, I, I wasted that amount of time, not for long. And like I said, it was before uh, the first game of the season tipped off in the first season um, that I that I had that doubt. And I and I regret that. And I'm Coach Howard all the way. Um, but you were Coach Howard all the way from jump. So it, it's it's funny how because um, I'm me and uh I got a, I got a chat group that I'm in with a couple guys that mm-hmm. that, that we all. We are uh, Michigan, big Michigan buffs. And uh, my boy, um, better known as uh, at Zeke B Print on uh, Twitter. And, um, oh, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. And then Black Engineer at its swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first, when uh, B Line first said, you know, that he, was, that he was going on to coach the Cavaliers, Zeke was the first one that, in that, that, that brought up Howard's, Howard's name. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And then he was the first one to take to it to um, Twitter. And then I followed up with it, like, go get Jawan Howard. And uh, my reasoning was, and why I was on board, is, you know, a lot of people like, oh, you don't have coaching experience, blah, 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 blah. And I called BS on that because I'm like, yo, the man is coaching in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. He's on the NBA bench. If he can coach in the NBA with the Miami Heat, when LeBron, Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade, when they were winning championships, you know, Bam out of Beto and all them guys, what makes you think that he can't coach on a collegiate level? What, what, I think what that was my doubt that I had there too, going from the NBA to the collegiate mm-hmm. level. Right. I think that's, that's, a, that's the doubt that I had was just that right there, not the man's abilities. I did not have the doubt the man's abilities because I knew of his coaching background. You know, he quietly retired from the Miami Heat and then went on and just went and just started coaching and everything. And I'm like going from the NBA to the college. If you can coach the best of the best Mm -hmm. and arguably one of the best basketball players that we have ever seen, you know, whether, you know, LeBron James, why can't he coach some 17, 18, 19, 20 year old kids? Right. You know what I'm saying? And he know he knows the landscape. He mm-hmm. not only does he have his own sons playing, he knows the landscape. He knows what it's like to be them. He can relate to them. He knows how to get those kids to dial but in. But I'm seeing so much of them just now, now dialing into yeah, what he's on saying. The culture, on the culture aspect, he is the culture. Yeah. He, he was he was part of the reason why the the face of college basketball changed. You know what I'm saying? The landscape mm-hmm. of basketball changed. He was a part of that. He the Fab Five. It doesn't get no better than that. He knows how to go in these kids' home and to get these kids. You know what I'm saying? I didn't doubt it for not one bit, and I knew he would get the kids to dial in. Mm-hmm. 
with all due respect, Jim Beeline, John Beeline did a lot for Michigan basketball. He mm -hmm. brought Michigan basketball back to the match. He brought fundamentals back. He had, I mean, he was a great, 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 great coach. But he cannot get the kids that Juwan is getting. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. If Jim Beeline could have got, I mean, like you saying Jim, but John Beeline, if he could have got the kids that Juwan Howard is getting, we have ship after ship after ship. Yeah. Because John Beeline is an incredible ex and O's coach. The man knows basketball. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to, in his time, his, 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 his style of offense was so complex. Mm -hmm. Like when you left there, he coached you to be a pro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, look at, look at some of the lowly, as far as development, one of the best in the game. Yeah. One of the best in the game. You can't take that from him. You can't. You know, who would have thought Karis LeVert would have been one of the better NBA players? Uh, 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 Duncan Robinson. You know what I'm saying? A lot of J John Beeline kids. Wasn't drafted. He wasn't kids. drafted. He has the most Cinderella story ever. Yes. From D3 to D1 to undrafted to a $90 million contract. And one of the best shooters in, in the NBA. That's development. Mm -hmm. that, that, that speaks for itself. Karis LeVert, he came in probably 100 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And developing into an NBA player. You know, so, but back to Jawan Howard. One of the good things that, that happened for him was Cavs wasn't there when he got the team. Right. You know what I'm saying? He had talent to work with. Mm -hmm. He's basically giving keys to a portion told not to crash it. He has something to work with. You know what I'm saying? So he got those kids to buy in. And then he put a phenomenal coaching staff together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go look at that bench. With, with, you know, he retained Sadie Washington, which was huge, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. you know and then you bring on Howard Isaac, Bill Martelli, and so on and so forth. It's like that people don't under, you know, Jawan's going to get the credit because he's the face. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? He's, yeah. coach. he's famous, so he's going to get the credit. But that coaching staff is A1. Mm -hmm. And after this year, we're gonna lose. We're probably gonna lose some of them kids. You know, some of them cats because they're gonna go on to be right. somewhere else, and then we gotta replace. Them. And one other thing I like about Jawan too is he listens. He will take advice from the bench. Mm -hmm. He's not above criticism or advice from his coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? And that's key. You know, he's not a dictator. You know what I'm saying? He will listen to his coaching staff, and he just knows how to get these kids to play ball. You know what I'm saying? He's a great motivator. He knows how to relate to these kids. And before, you know, before we was never in on all these five stars and McDonald All-Americans. Right. You know. And now and we are. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we can afford, we we are like, going back to like how, like how Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas, yes. we can pick. We can pick I immediately thought of that too, yeah. yeah. No, you know, we can we can go get that kid and we can actually got a shot at that kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's proof of the pudding in his second year. He brought in the number one recruiting class. 
to see these kids that right when you because that's why I called you an insider and I just I follow you because you know so much of the detail that you have with the the recruits that you know the two words I'm committed and you know mm -hmm. I me, mean, I'm just like okay I'm doing my homework on this because I need I never heard of this kid but you will give a background of this kid and how good they are where they came from and everything else so let me ask you this the ones that are committed that are coming into this class uh they're coming into Michigan uh basketball who are you excited about seeing because there's been a lot that said listen I'm, I'm buying into the Michigan program buying into what coach Howard is is offering me let's go let's make it happen and it's it's all throughout the timeline and I'm like going, okay this has been a long time that I've seen players be this excited mm. to come to yep. this program either we they they have they've straight up recruited them or mm -hmm. they decommitted and said mm -hmm. no Michigan is the place that I want to uh to be to have my career at for the first time I'm high on a, on a couple kids you know Caleb Houston we, we we got now we got a kid that that can knock down that shot and that's been plaguing us for a while we never had that consistent shooter mm. you know what I'm saying we haven't had a consistent shooter in a while and uh a lot of uh, the kid out of, um, out of Grand Rapids, uh, Kobe Bufkin. I'm excited yeah. about him. Brady mm Collins -hmm. is going to give us some release on that point guard spot, a kid that can go. Uh, Isaiah Barnes, a lot of kids, a lot of people sleep on him. It's just, I'm excited about, I'm excited about the whole team, mm -hmm. you know, as a whole, you know, and, and I think that, that, that once, you know, they're going to buy in, and then I think we're going to hit the ground running. No, we're not going to miss a step. They're going to make freshman freshman mistakes. They're going to they're, they're, they're going to have their their uh, they're going to hit their freshman wall. But right. I think with the, with the older guys mixing in with the new, everybody's going to buy in, and we're going to roll. You know what I'm saying? And, and in return, we're going to get more kids coming in. We're going to be that basketball factory of blue blood, blue blood, as they mm -hmm. like to call them. But I'm excited. You know, I'm just I'm real excited about that. And it's to the point like, you know. We going from, you know, we got room to get kids to, okay, we're in a good situation. Mm -hmm. It's like first come, first serve. You right. know, we ain't come here no more. It's first, you, hey, either you commit or you're going to miss out. Mm -hmm. And that's a great situation to be in. Great situation because, mm -hmm. like, a lot of kids that we got last year, I didn't know that we was high on their list. Mm -hmm. Unless you know, like, commit, commit. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I'm saying? And it got to the point. And like, some of the transfers that we get in, like getting Shondi Brown. Man. And looking mm. at his tape from where he mm. was to how just incredible a whole entire Shondi Brown from I I, I slipping my mind what where, where school he came from. Wake to Forest. yes, Wake Forest to seeing him mm. be so effective off the bench for Michigan. And that's and that's humbling itself because he could have stayed at Wake Forest and have been a starter. Right. You know, he came he came up here and accepted a six man role mm -hmm. and was deadly off the uh off the bench. He was mm -hmm. a spark off the bench. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and then when Isaiah Livers come down, goes down and he still stayed in that role and coming off the bench, it's like you couldn't have asked for uh a more committed player to dial in and trust the system and the process mm -hmm. and be a team guy first. And that's so huge when you can get a guy to come in and humble himself and come off the bench right. when he used to be in a starter. A lot of kids can't accept that. You know what I'm saying? I'm being a starter. You know, they, you know, now you come out, you now you're not the starter no more. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes some people love coming off the bench and for him to come on, come up here and come off the bench and provide us some spark and some games, be able to hit the mid range and grab rebounds and play good defense. That was huge in our success last year. And I don't think a lot of people gave him the credit he deserved, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that was huge. That was huge. You know, and then you got Mike Smith, mm-hmm. he did, you know, they came in a little undersized, mm-hmm. he played with heart. You know, we played big because he played, yeah, like you say, he played with half passion. He played with heart. Like he, the the run in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Without Isaiah Livers, that wow. <laughs> and it come down to being us. And then when we, oh my god, we picked probably the worst game to be off. <laughs> yes. Off, you know. Yes. We were, normally we make those shots. We've been making them. We were making them, and then. You know, to come down to being one shot away from going into the lead eight of Final Four, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, but but hats off to UCLA. They 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 got hot at the right time, and that's what the tournament is all about. They went from Absolutely. barely making the tournament to making it all the way. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, you know, and to be the outright yes, Illinois, I said it. To be the outright <laughs> Big Ten champions. Yeah. You yeah. know, in his second year as a, as a head coach, I mean, mm-hmm. you got to give the, uh, I mean, this man gets all the credit. And like I said, I'm just excited for what he's going to do mm-hmm. uh, uh, this season and beyond. So before I let you go, because I want to, you know, get some thoughts from you as we have breaking news that the Ravens did defeat the Lions. They let Justin Tucker get into field goal range and they beat them 19 to 17. So unfortunately... <laughs> The Lions are being the Lions. And yep. uh, Justin Tucker once again stuck the dagger in the heart because I remember seeing him once again do that several years ago where we let him uh, with two seconds left in the game. And can't let the, you can't let the game come down to the best kicker in the game. You cannot let it. I mean, he did that too several years ago when it came down to him kicking. He missed the first one. And we're like, oh, Justin Tucker's off. Well, Justin Tucker knows how to be clutch when he knows about to be clutch. So unfortunately, he kicked in in field goal range, and uh, the Detroit Lions still are winless. Uh, and, uh, you know, what can you say? My goodness. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> before I let you go, some rapid-fire questions that I got for you that I had to put down. Uh, number one, uh, Michigan's record, um, we know they're going to go to a bowl. I'm confident they're going to go to a bowl. How many wins? How many losses? I'm still going to stick with my same prediction. I see 10, 10 games. 10, 10 games. games. It's doable. It's doable. Okay. 10 games. 10 games. Well, I, okay. I, actually got a, I actually got a bet on that too. So Ooh. I'm almost to the 500 mark. I'm almost to the 500 mark. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we beat Ohio State this year? That's got to be a question I need to be asked after this coming weekend. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm still teetering, but uh, do I think we can? I think we have a shot. We have a shot, a legit shot. Yeah, but it's gonna have to be a mistake-free, and we're gonna have to play the game of our life. <laughs> the one thing we do want going for us is here. You know what I'm saying? And we're not in Columbus. It's here. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we play them right, I think you know we we have a shot. Because as of recent years, their, their, their defense is struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quarterback, he's, he, he's, he's good. He's good. 
and their receivers are good, but I don't. They don't have that dynamic running back. The, he's good though. I, I'll give him that. But I think right. I think we've been pretty stout and good against the run. I think we we can hold him up and run. But can we stop the pass? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm afraid of. You know what I'm saying? If they they start blowing our corners out, or or we they get behind us, it could be a long day. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's gonna be one of them games. Though we got to jump on them. We got to jump on them quick. You I know agree. What I'm we got to get to the quarterback. We gotta. Got to we, we got to put pressure on the quarterback. If we don't yeah. get pressure on the that quarterback, try to make them, you know, one dimensional. It's going to be a long day for us, a long day. And, and, you know, they got to play with some emotion and heart. Mm-hmm. They got to play out of this world. But we, I feel that we do have a shot. But uh-huh. like I said, this weekend to tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I, I hear you. Uh, under. Shawan Howard for Michigan basketball and under Coach Harbaugh for Michigan football. Which one of these coaches do you see winning a national championship first? Oh, Jawan Howard, easy. That's 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 a no-brainer. I think as far as football goes, we're we're heading in the right direction. I love the direction we're going in. Mm-hmm. I think once we get the defensive players for our system and and uh, we we clean up some things on offense and get that quarterback. KJ in there, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? I think losing Ronnie Bell hurt big time as far as the receiving core because he was going to lead. He was up to some big things. He looked at Shout real good. Shout out to Ronnie Bell. I hope he comes back next year. I really but, do. Yeah, and I, it was unfortunate because I, I love the kid. He's a good kid. You know, we, we was going to the same barbershop, and I had the pleasure of talking to him one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about football. It was just about life or whatever and his experience being here. And, uh, and that was another kid I was high on coming in. And that's one thing about me when I when when, when I see kids that uh that we get again recruit with oh, the two star. I don't look at the two, I don't look at the ratings. I look at the film. There you go. I, I look at the film. And the film will tell me like a lot of these people, kids are high, uh, people are high on as far as kids like high four stars and five stars, they're really not that good and they're really not playing nobody. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like about the new commit um uh, uh Mason Graham that we just got. The kid puts film up and he's putting in work against some of the top teams in the country out there in California. And he's putting in work. A lot of these kids film, they're 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 playing sisters of the poor. And you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They, they, they highlights against lowly ranked teams. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't impress me. Well, I want to know what you're doing against top competition. Mm-hmm. And that's what I look for. I see the teams who they're playing. Yeah. I don't look back and look at that team's record and who they're playing. And if they're getting blew out by 30, 40 points against everybody they're playing, of course you're supposed to average 10 yards or a million sacks against those type of teams. I'm looking mm-hmm. at your competition. And then when I, the one thing I still got about Ronnie Bell, Hassan Hoskins, and all of them, when I seen them play, I seen them being consistently good over and over in the plays they was making and the type of athletes they were. I'm just like, dude, dude we got some in this kid. And it wasn't until when he broke out against the Nebraska game. Oh, yeah, right there, right there. Oh, I had to. I'm yeah. like, dude, if you went back to the tapes, you would have seen these two kids was good. They were just lowly recruiting. That's all mm-hmm. it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't know. Hassan Haskins ran for 2,000 yards in high school, in right. senior year. You know right. what I'm saying? And Ronnie Bell was runner up player of the year in Missouri behind Hassan Haskins. Mm-hmm. And these kids don't get because he didn't have the breakaway speed or he didn't have this, this, and this, and that. They don't get recruited. Come on, man. And, that, and, that, and that's another thing I like about this new staff, too. They're finding the diamonds in the rough. 
and we're getting in on some of these kids that flew under the radar because they wasn't able to camp due to COVID, which has probably played in our in our favor too. Because there's no way uh, uh, Mason Graham should be a three star. Had he been able to camp, he's a high four star, easy. Oh yeah, easy. So you know, he no way he should be getting his best best offer should be Boise State. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I just like the trajectory and where we're going as far as football. We're heading in the right direction, and we're in on some of the kids that we would never be in before. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as basketball, it speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. The season is out the roof. Yeah. Out the roof. We're getting the kids. You know what I'm saying? So, size the limit. Mm-hmm. You know, size the limit as far as that goes. I mean, you know, you couldn't ask for a better transition in basketball, period. So, I just, I just love the direction we're going in as far as basketball. <laughs> You know, and, I, and I'm going to try to get some more basketball games. The only thing is, they it's during the work week. <laughs> right, of course. And especially the ones that I w- you want to see is during the work week. You're like, man, and then why is it late at night? <laughs> right. You know, right. Not only is it not fair to us as fans, they got to get up. It's not fair to the kids. Right. They got to get up and go to class and they got to go to practice. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, that's why I call you and you call yourself Mr. 100 because you just keep it real and I appreciate you coming on the podcast. How can people stay connected to you? Where can they well, follow you on social media? On Twitter, I'm at uh, Nate Lewis 77 Instagram, same thing. You know, that's that's where I do most of my, 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 my talking. Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Facebook too, Nate Lewis on Facebook, but I use Instagram and uh, Twitter for the most part. So that's, have, where, that's where you can keep up with me at on uh, social media. Y'all need to keep up with them, whether you're a Michigan fan, a Detroit sports fan or gotta, not, gotta, you know. Got to accept the truth, you know what I'm saying? You got you can be a fan and be critical. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to always be positive. It's not going to always be bad. There you go. You know, so, but you got to be able to keep it real. You know, it is it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I just try to be fair, you know, to the program, to myself, to the fans, and, and to the, you know, to the sport, you just got to be, you got to, got to be honest, and, that, and that's what it is. I'm not always right, you know what I'm saying. So I, I'm wrong, and I and I can admit when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just my opinion. You know what I mean. And I just, I just, I just love. Listen, I'll know? give you, I'll give you your flowers. <laughs> Most of the time, you're pretty dang accurate. I've, I've I've gotten lucky with the information that I get. Yeah, you know? you're pretty dang accurate. What you post is not, you know, just, just a crapshoot. Like you're not shooting it from the hip. It's just you like know, it's just, I, I can get away with more things than 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 your Sam Webbs and you know stuff. They know the same stuff that I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just they're journalists, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they gotta they got a chain of command they gotta go through. And me, I'm not, you know, I'm not tied to nobody, so I can say what I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With no backlash, you know. They, you know, they got more information or just the same information as me, and they probably talk to the same people mm-hmm. not talk to. It's just I'm not committed to nobody or, you know, nobody's paying my salary, you know what I mean? Or, you know, it's not my main job. It's just something I like to do. Mm-hmm. I just like to follow and I just love the game. And I like, mm-hmm. you know, I just like I just like talking about it, you know, and getting people's opinions. And, you know, I take a lot of other people's advice, but, you know, I, we all get the same information from the same people. It's just... I'm not held to a certain standard than they are. You know, they they want to be more. I can afford to be wrong and not, you know, not be crucified. I can be crucified, but they can be wrong and they, you know, they can't be wrong. They call from their job. You know what I'm saying? They got to, you know, back sources and all that stuff. But, you know, we're getting the same information and stuff like that. So it's just, I'm allowed to say more than they are. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And I need you to keep it 100 as you always do. Nate Lewis, thank you so much for keeping. 
Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for joining in today. Be good to one another. And as I always end the show, take care. Stay safe. We out of right. here. Peace. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know now, you know all you ever gotta say is Look all you ever gotta say is Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know now, you know all you ever gotta say is Look all you ever gotta say is